Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 412. Linz joins me today, and... Hello. Since there weren't new comics, we both pulled from our long boxes, or short boxes. I had something a little more recently, and she got something, what, online? Yeah, and it was new. So, uh, there are those. She did pull from what she thinks is recent, but way back when... <laughs> For booze in a book. Um, 2004 is recent compared to 1960. I guess. If I said I have an old comic, how old would you think I was talking about? True. I guess I would think right? 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So there. But uh, we got into some cool freebies that uh, going on with streaming services and some of the greatness that's going on in the world. Also talked yes. about uh, some things that aren't so great and our thoughts on this whole thing and when it possibly might blow over. Yeah, we don't know. And then we, we got into a lot longer discussion than I thought of of DC versus Marvel and all the talk that's going on now. I briefly kind of got into some of those books that have happened in the past. And in fact, if we're going to start pulling from old school, I might have to review some of those. There you go. But uh, another week, uh, some news still coming on out. So we're still here to bring it to you. Um, grab a drink. Also, Tony might go insane if no one talks to him. Yes. <laughs> so we have to do this. <laughs> so grab a drink. And enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 412, Hope, Dreams, and Crossovers to be Seen. Another day in paradise. Not. Something like that. <laughs> Trying to make that come back. <laughs> oh, God. That's not something that ever needs to come back. I know. It's not something that needs to come back. Not. Oh, God. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Another uh, quarantine day. Another week in quarantine. Corn coin? <laughs> <laughs> it's spreading. It's quarantine. Ah, <laughs> uh, now you're gonna be the one that messes up. I know. It's your fault though, really. Because I have to listen to myself. Oh, um sorry. Is remember were you here when we did they had a really cool um program where you could like plug it into your phone and it would pretty much stop you talking because it, it you would talk to like your speaker and through the phone when you're wearing headphones it would come back out and it mm. disrupted the brain to where like it just you couldn't like you just started freezing like even with being able to kind of hear you back or even hear another noise in the background it was really cool. I'll have to try to find that because that could be something yeah. fun to do online. I'm pretty when... sure that's what's happening to me right now. Well. <laughs> so hearing yourself makes you dumber? 
<laughs> Apparently. <laughs> well, uh, finally found out uh, the probably the big reason why everything sucks here internet-wise, and it's just because where my router is located on the other side of the house. So Yeah, that's silly. So instead of a Skype call where we get to see each other and you get to see my fun uniform today, just doing it over the phone, but with uh, your smartness, I will try to get an extender and hopefully that will help me out and many other things too because it's been a pain in the ass when my friends, whether we're playing D&D online or watching movies, why, why it just, you just always... go downstairs? I don't really ha- I guess I do have a coffee table down there. You just got to clean. It's decently cleaned. Okay. Because I haven't been down there in forever since I last cleaned, so it's it's decent. But I like being you can in find the, space. I like being in the studio. It makes me feel like we're doing something. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. I think it's uh, nostalgic. I don't know. Nostalgic. You're already pining for the. The olden days. Yeah, the days the days before. Remember when we used to be able to go out? <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah. Uh, once again, uh, have been having fun, watching tons of movies, and uh, get into more shows and everything later. But I do want to say I had mentioned last week <clears throat> had watched uh, Onward. Mm-hmm. And my brother had just watched it the other day because it's now on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And when we watched it, Anthony actually rented it because uh, they wanted to watch it last weekend for some reason instead of waiting. And my brother just uh, asked me if I saw it because you know he he never knew D and D has been no, so mainstream. And I was like, "Yep, watched it last weekend." He goes, "We just finished with the kids. It was very cool brother story." And I go, "Yeah, I cried at the end and thought of you." He goes, I thought of you too, driving in your car, nerding with Lord of the Rings stuff and Forgotten Realms books, good times. And I'm like, damn it. Like, oh. <laughs> Tony's like, what does the inside of my car look like? <laughs> Clean. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't driven it in like three weeks. I know you should probably take it out. I actually, well, I ha- I've gone about once a week to either have to drop off something or went to the store to get something else. Uh, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I got a N695 mask or whatever. Yeah, good. Yeah, my dad dropped me off one just in case because with things ramping up and the spread just ever increasing, you know, a couple right. weeks ago, not so much, but now that the guidelines are you probably should wear a mask. Good. And to be honest too, though, I do think, uh, wearing a bandana or something also would be good. I mean, a big part of it is not touching your face and wearing gloves and wearing a mask helps you. Cause it reminds you, you know, yeah, you would think so, but I was in the grocery store yesterday and there were tons of people wearing masks. And they were all fucking with them. So, Kind of ruins the idea of wearing a mask. That's true. Well, I also had saw when I went to the store this past week, uh, uh, what looked like the wife had mask and gloves on. I was like, cool. She's, you know, 
being precocious, but her husband, nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, so if you're being precocious, but he's touching everything, so if he does catch something, that's just going to go back home with you. Right. So, so your preventive measures, although good, uh, yeah. Yeah. To be very clear, the mask is meant to protect other people, not you. It's supposed to keep people from spreading it to other people. Yes, and and that is yeah. that is true as well. But that what I was also saying too, though, it helps you not touch your. Well, it's supposed to, but as you said too, that negates everything of that when people yeah. are following along yeah. it was funny actually it was like a scavenger hunt in the grocery store <laughs> so uh as we're recording on a sunday last night was the first of the two nights of wrestlemania yeah i know i know you don't care but for i mean it does need to be said though because of how all this is affecting many industries at least for wrestling, which is, you know, a weekly show, they've pre-recorded everything, and this is the first ever big pay-per-view that they pre-recorded without any fanfare there. And it was surprisingly good. Now, I've seen online there's mixed reviews, but I think it was good for me because four of my buddies and me were on the same Zoom call. So our commentary and our talking kind of made us ignore that there was no crowd. But also, it made some of the fights, you could, we were looking for if there was any cuts. In a live show, someone, you know, messes a, a hit or a jump and land, you would be able to see that. And you'd be like, oh, that sucks. But in this, if they miss something big, all they'd have to do is quick cut to like a different, you know, angle, and then reshoot whatever they needed, which was highly done within the Undertaker match. Now, Linz, I know I'm losing you, but for some of the people yeah, out there, listening. I will flat out say, everyone's saying that it was the best Undertaker match ever. It was entertaining, but Linz, if you've at least seen a wrestling match at some point in your life, right? Yeah. And normally, when the camera switches, it might be one angle from the side, you're seeing some moves, but then they go to the far end, so... They switch to another camera. Those are camera cuts. That's something, you know, that can, you know, reposition. There was, I lost count at 107 cuts, and the match wasn't even, like, a quarter of the way through. And it felt like it wasn't a wrestling match. It was more of a fight scene movie with someone who doesn't know how to go through. Because, like, imagine punching someone and then cutting to a different angle of the person's face. Like... In that cut, you know they didn't follow through with that punch or they had a reposition. There was, like, really no moves that didn't involve at least two cuts. And so, as I was saying, the other matches, maybe there was one or two and you couldn't really tell this. I'm like, and this also made it better for The Undertaker, who is really fucking old. So that's why it made everyone saying it's the best Undertaker match ever. Well, that's because when you hide it behind movie magic... There you go, but it's not wrestling. Right. That's my only beef with that. The The last uh, night is tonight, and we'll see how that goes too. But it's been interesting, and 
for that whole industry too, they're all going to be shut down now that there's more, uh, Florida has announced their lockdown and more states to come. Yeah. And I think the, one of the saddest things this past week for me was my favorite holiday, April Fool's Day. <laughs> and I couldn't do anything. I was stuck at home. And it didn't feel right to really be doing pranks. I know a lot of online places that usually have fun fake ads uh, decided not to. Uh, Google flat out announced, which I feel like Google, with what they do, it's more fun anyways. Like, no one would mistake their April Fool's Day joke for spreading misinformation about the virus, but their statement had said, because there's so much misinformation going around about this and people believing that it's a hoax and everything, they felt it wouldn't be right, which is kind of a good mood move. But I think that we, I kind of wanted to be a little entertained for a day to see some of the, the differences of, I don't know. I wanted a good laugh. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to make up for it many other days this year, whenever I can venture out. Ugh. Great. I've been seeing you've been doing some good cooking. Yeah, I made roast last night. It was delicious. Making me jealous. My uh, cooking involves mac and cheese. I can make some pizza bread. (laughs) I think you have the same diet as my 17-year-old. Probably. (laughs) Here's, Here's a big thing, though, too, that I don't think many people really think about when you're a person of just one of one and you're not cooking for multiple people when you make a big meal you then have to either eat all the leftovers yourself or store them away but like i don't want to keep eating the same meal every day with the exception of tacos i made four pounds of taco meat the other week and that lasted me all week with varying degrees of different foods like mac and cheese but still not having a lot of people, it's all the effort to cook something kind of sucks. Yeah. But I'm also not venturing out because I'm doing my quarantine uh, with the exception because I wanted a Baconator. I did get one of those when I went to the grocery store. But I was already out. And that's my only uh, not following my routine. Yeah. That's good. You have a compromised immune system. Yes. It's not the only thing compromised, but... uh, it's the most worrisome right now. <laughs> My brain can get checked out later. <laughs> oh, well, uh, speaking of uh, compromised immune system, and probably should have started off right away this, but uh, Anthony is not joining us because he's not been feeling good this past week. Yeah, he ate glass or something. Yes, that, well, I was worried a bit. He did say he had a fever. Uh, but he said it went away, so that's a good thing. But again, he called to Spectrum to get admitted and stuff, to get a test. And since he didn't get a test, what everyone needs to know is act like you have it. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, because you could be asymptomatic, asymptomatic. I can't fuck Uh, and since he just had a fever, who knows? I don't know where he would have gotten it. He doesn't know where he got it, so that's where he thinks it could just be the flu, but... Now he's truly not going to the grocery store for two weeks because he doesn't want to accidentally 
you know, touch something at a store if he was sick. And then Charles, he's just dead. <laughs> don't say that. We don't know that for sure. I know. <laughs> I don't, Someone check on Charles, though. I don't, yeah, that's, I mean, I kid. Maybe I shouldn't kid about that. No more dead jokes for a while. No. It's terrible. Not the time, Tony. He's dead. Not. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. If I hang up on you, you have to do this by yourself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that to happen. I'll stop. Okay. Not. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to feed you to a tiger. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, um, let's quick get into some book reviews. Uh, I do have some comic book stuff to talk about within the news. And it, it doesn't seem like uh, it slowed down as much as I thought it would. There's uh, quite a bit of news that I found. But uh, I'm going to start off with The Clock, number one. Now, for our listeners, there were no new books this week. So kind of picking some past books that I've wanted to read that haven't gotten the chance to yet and this one was interesting mainly the you know the cover uh was kind of eerie uh looking it was like a biohazard uh ish thing with like hair like thorns over seeing the world ultimately it's an amazing art piece in itself and so i was like all right I'll, I'll, you know, get into this one to review. And uh, it's from Top Cow. And uh, writer Matt Hawkins and art by uh, Colleen Doran. It starts off with uh, some, what you'd think, some trucks with some FBI agents or something going on. And you then kind of think, okay, maybe they're FEMA trucks because there's this encampment. And people locked up. So, again, I have no clue what is going on with this story. And there is a lot of dialogue. Now, I will say, throughout it all, it's a little bit jumbled where you kind of don't, like, you get the full picture, but there's so much going on that it's a little hard to follow. And even myself, uh, it, it was... One of the greatest things is at the end of the book where Matt explains all of his, um, where he got the, the science for it and the information and why he went about it. And ultimately this book is about uh, a viral cancer that is pretty much infecting the world and depopulization it. it. Depopulization is Yes. <laughs> Not a word. And he's he's talked to many uh, experts about, you know, could you weaponize cancer? Uh, how would that be? He goes into what is cancer and everything and about tissues and, and sample collections. Because within here, too, there is a group that's immune and they're trying to, you know, figure out cure and how to do that. And you wouldn't want to weaponize something if you didn't already have a cure for yourself and it goes into other cancers and everything. And that really brought this back up to where I want to read a little bit more. Cause I'm not going to lie. I was intrigued a little bit. Um, he believed his, his wife uh, died from it and 
kind of to give a little bit of the ending away, he gets a note saying his wife was actually murdered, uh, which kind of goes into the intrigue of, okay, who was that? And for this main main character, and all in all, like I said, it it's re- it's really relevant. Right. I mean, obviously, this this uh, book number one came out in January, and so uh, before anything, obviously, it was written like three months before that, uh, before this coronavirus came about. But interesting take, and I need to. Uh, I think I got number two around here too, but I need to track and see if they have any more of these and how big of a a series it's going to be. But I would definitely say check it out just because I don't, it's really, just because even the last couple of pages alone, like I said, the science behind it and everything. I love it when uh, writers and artists explain what they were doing. So, so do you think books like this? Uh get less readers during times like this i feel like it or more well again when i was starting to read this i didn't know really what it was about so i would feel like if people did know it i i do think in these times yes they they would read more of these types of books i know everyone wants to escape reality so you think you know superheroes and everything but i also think that there's the perverse nature of people wanting to see if there's a cure in here, how it ended, and they kind of juxtapose that to our world oh. and and see, you know, oh, if they found a cure this way, then there's hope still. Or if it just ends badly, well, well, then I guess you shouldn't read that book. But, I, I, yeah, that is a good question. And I personally think I've... I've read and or watched more movies of end of the world and actually that's something statistic wise netflix has put out that there's a lot of people watching a lot of end of the world movies like why though so depressing yeah but here's the thing i haven't watched outbreak in years and i rewatched it this past week because it popped up on netflix because obviously a lot of people are watching it now and i right. just looked at it like this explains a lot granted it was a more infection rate and deadliness are the two things that go hand in hand with a virus and they explain it pretty well in that one where it was so deadly at first they thought well it's not going to spread because you're just going to die except for when it goes airborne and and the incubation period too which is a third thing that you need to realize with what's going on in our real world and I was just watching how some of the things and the action of they were going to just blow up the town to stop the spread, which honestly, zombie it's outbreak, crazy. you would think, though, that would be worth, you know, the few for the many, terrible as it is. And granted, they <laughs> said they had a cure and everything. I could see that as being an option if it was such a deadly virus. Well, like if we knew 100%. The world, if we didn't blow up this town, would all be infected and turned into zombies within, you know, we had two days to decide it, but really it was going to leave this, it was going to be airborne and whatever, and everyone would be infected. Would it be okay to blow up that town? <clears throat> is everyone in the town infected? There, Yes. So everyone is going to, well, 
we're going to use the zombie virus like in The Walking Dead. It's in just the natural air. Like, you don't even need to be near someone. If you're just alive in the world, you're, yeah. you're going to have it. So before it spreads, let's say it was Atlanta, so pretty much that whole town, and the wind just didn't come yet. Wind was coming in two days. I think that it would be ethical to... Otherwise, the whole world's going to have zombies. If you could stop it and you're going to kill... Do we, would blowing up a town kill all the virus in the air, though? I, I don't know. And actually, that probably wouldn't even... Yeah, that would probably spread or it more. Or would it just send it faster? Yeah, around the city. We're going to say it's a magic missile in it. <laughs> well, I mean, it ultimately all goes down to the trolley problem. Oh, right. I mean, that's what this would be, except for on a larger scale of kill one million to save eight billion or however many in the world now. Right. Yeah. So let's not talk about the, those (laughs) dark things. Uh, Linz, what do you got that you read? Um, so I read a shorty, uh, the creative team behind ice cream man is posting mini comics. Um, on this website called quarantinecomics.com and uh, they're $1.99 each and all sorry not all half of the profits go to the Book Industry Charitable Foundation which is supporting local comic book shops since they can't be open right now so I'm totally going to buy all of these just just to say and so should you they're only $1.99. Um, but anyway, the first one is, uh, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but there's a thing going about Shakespeare writing King Lear during the Black Plague, or a plague. I'm not sure if it's the Black Plague. <clears throat> and the writer of Ice Cream Man uh, is comparing himself to Shakespeare um, writing the play during the plague and uh, um, he can't seem to write during this COVID thing like he's too distracted okay. he just wants to be on his phone all the time all the time sorry this is going to be terrible <laughs> why because you can't use your words to do a review <laughs> yes it's so distracting <laughs> put, put your phone on mute what like oh, so funny. that I well, oh so oh I got you because you're hearing yeah. me and yeah and that's messy up I forgot yeah. about that <laughs> just for this part yay that's so much better so <clears throat> the writer of Ice Cream Man uh, W Maxwell is sitting at home in his apartment in New York um, he can't leave because as everyone knows New York is like one of the epicenters right now and but and he's trying to write and he can't he's having a hard time he has writer's block he's so distracted by his phone and the, and it's just in four pages you get this whole thing like if shakespeare can write an entire play during the black or during the plague then why can't i write just a simple little comic book during this and it was just an interesting insight into um what creative people may be going through right now because everyone is having this feeling of like 
oh, I'm stuck inside and I have all this time, so I should be getting so much stuff done. But as you know, and I know, when you're stuck inside for such a long time, uh, you kind of just get to a point where you don't want to do anything anymore. And like, you don't have those muses that normally feed your creativity. So uh, it was really good. It was really good insight into what is maybe going on in his world right now. Um, like I said, just four pages, uh, quick read, and I would definitely hop on their website and subscribe so you can see when the next ones come out. Cause I think it's a cool thing that they're doing and it's super cheap and it's an easy way to support the brick and mortar comic book shops that are having a terrible time right now. So that's what I got. And that was so much better. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, as you were, Thank you. as you were saying, uh, you know, being online comics, uh, Beardo is coming back oh, on, yeah. in an online form and it's awesome. Something that, you know, I think we're going to see a bigger resurgence, even in just normal Marvel artists and stuff, putting more stuff on, I mean, because you're going to have to, and especially if the publishers aren't going to be publishing those books, right. some avenues for them to be creative. And, you know, knowing Dan, who, uh, Dan Doherty, who makes Beardo Comics, he has his other books that he's been doing, but he has his, you know, day job teaching uh, at the Comics Institute, or not Comics, uh, Institute of Arts and I forget which, uh, in Chicago, in Chicago, yeah. but, uh, you know, being home, why not do something that you can fully do yourself without having to work with other people that may be having their own stresses in their life. And, right. uh, Beardo's always been a fun comic strip and, uh, I realized too. I haven't, I haven't in the past year, read many online comics. I used to a lot because usually they're free when you go to their sites or they're you know, a couple months older. Um, after you know, fans can get it for them, and I uh, definitely am going to be uh, giving him some money because this is going to be going on through his uh, Patreon, and I'm assuming. Yeah. You know, they're going to come out in book form later on or maybe release some of them later on after the fact. But it'll be interesting to see uh, if he touches this because I know Beardo is kind of a loose base kind of his life. Loose? <laughs> I don't think everything that's happened in the strip is always been Dan's life. Yeah, not everything. But it's close, Yeah, I think. It's more fantastical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That should should be more. Yeah. Um, so good though. So with the coronavirus, and this is something that I've said at the beginning of all this. Uh, I just when they started announcing sports arena, like how big it was starting to spread and sports being canceled, I was kind of I knew that conventions were going to be on the docket and. One of our ones that we love, Motor City Comic Con, they announced last week that they were not going to be doing it. Uh, Cherry Capital Con, a little bit smaller of a, a show up in Traverse City, they just announced yesterday or the day before that they also are postponing. They at least announced uh, a makeup date in October. 
how truly long I think this will last. Uh, I think it's going to last longer, but, you know, fall's a, a good bet. However, mm-hmm. even when we start, you know, being able to get back a little bit to normal, I, I don't see big shows ever coming back. And I bring that up because San Diego hasn't canceled yet, as far as I have seen. But those big they ones... They in the fall? They what? Are they in the fall? No, San Diego is usually uh, beginning of July and of June. Oh. And I'm like, so they're... Yeah, they're not... And even if they did, and one of the big things, too, I was thinking is, a show isn't just the place. It is the people that you're going to have come on in. And if you have movie stars, they're like, I don't... Already we know that they're not the greatest hygienic places. Uh, I don't think many movie stars and stuff will want to risk, you know, coming into it. And then you got to put artists and then even retailers that want to sell their stuff. You're still going to have a lot less people going in. As well as with the economy right now, you're not going to have a lot of people spending money anytime soon at these, even in the fall. But in the long run as well, I think these big, big conventions just now kind of will be tainted. Mm. Let's say we have a cure and everything in a week. That's not going to happen. It's a year away um, at best. But I think more and more people will remember what happened now in this event and think any one of those could lead to a massive outbreak because I want to in comic book and nerd conventions in general people fly from around the country and around the world for those things mm-hmm. and, and certain festivals too a basketball game or you know a sporting event primarily you're in the same area or at least in the same country when you're going to those so the outbreak would be not as big but I just feel conventions will be the hardest ones to kind of recover for the negativity that people will associate with yeah, possibly. Social, social distancing. Or people might just be like, uh, I need to be around a shit ton of people after being in my house all by myself. Oh, I definitely yeah. feel that. I, I've i had the, the fortune to go to my brother's house and like, stand in the yard when his kids have come on the front porch just so I could see them. And I had to pick up something from him. But it's like, it's so hard not to want to just run up and give them a hug. Like, that's, yeah. I think, the biggest thing that I want to do is just go hug my two nephews and niece. And and it's, and who knows how long it will be until I'm able to do that. Right. Um, Let alone anyone else that, you know... I want to just give hugs to everyone now. I'm a hugger. No. <laughs> so, uh, besides me, don't be uh, creepy though. <laughs> besides that stuff, uh, some uh, cool news uh, is: Have you heard about the Batman? The adventure continues. Um. Yes, that's the Batman animated series follow-up book, right? Yes. It's going to be a series that uh, ultimately, because when you look at, everyone knows that that show was pretty amazing, but mm. there is different stories that happen in that that are different than, you know, uh, 
any other Batman series going on because each series has kind of a little different, you know, version of a Joker or this and that. But when you when you look at it, it was pretty good to being you know canon. But one of the big things always was that um, there's no Jason Todd. Well, in this new series, we're gonna have Jason Todd come back to Gotham City and become the new Robin. Which kind of is more, you know, original stories of Batman and kind of so that they can kind of tie it in a bit with continuity. Mm-hmm. Kind of say some of all these uh, things happened, but, uh, and yeah, and go ahead and uh, and introduce him to this world. Uh, especially because, I mean, he did show up in the, the Fanta- or Mask of the Phantasm. Um, which was one of the first times he did animated stuff, but I think it'll be, uh, an interesting book. I love the show, so I will definitely be picking it up and again. Charles is alive. Oh, well, that's good. (laughs) He just messaged that he lost track of the days. Oh, well, we all have. (laughs) Um... But again, who knows when this is going to come out because we still have distribution problems. Um, I think we already kind of talked that Marvel cut, you know, some of their titles for May and June. And, you know, them not knowing when they're going to be publishing new things. But um, there was, uh, I think you had mentioned it, there was this uh, comic Comics Hub was the name of the company that was going to try to start doing the digital distribution of all these comics and give Mm. retailers, you know, some money for their orders for people that ordered through them. Yeah, that was TKO. Oh, okay. Well, this other company then, Comics Hub, was also a point-of-sale retailer that was going to try to start doing this as well. But um, they've come out and said that it looks like that plan isn't going to go through. Uh, mainly a big pushback from some of the big comic giants. Ah. Who knows? Maybe they are on themselves looking at cutting out the middleman and they just do digital comics and they just start giving proceeds to local comic book stores. Right. Um, I don't think, though, they have invested a portal for that, which really would want to take a online retailer to do that. Maybe they can you know, pair up with Amazon and... Who knows the many different places they can go, but hopefully something well, can be done. So yeah, that... they could team up with Comixology. That's where everyone gets their comics anyway online, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for digital. But how would? But the biggest thing is the um, thought of re giving the retailers some of the the money mm. is the mm-hmm. biggest part of it. Because, uh, sure, anyone could just do that, but then that would kill retailers. Retailers need to be making money right now so that when this all blows over, they can come back in line. And I think, again, something needs to be done along these lines. So maybe yeah, there's another company that can do so. Uh, nice. Marvel has uh, talked about what their new slate of movies and release dates will be 
One one movie in particular though is missing from the charts. Can you guess which one? Blade. No. Uh, no, I don't. Think know. of which one has been in limbo forever, and that's also kind of a a hint. New Mutants. Yes. Oh my god. So. Seriously? Yeah, and most people like. God, how long has it been? I think they shot it three or four years ago. Yeah, for sure. And last year, before they'd reannounced that it was supposed to be coming out this spring, had talked about maybe it's going to go just to, to Disney Plus or, or Hulu. And you would think when they're going to be announcing these movies, if they're going to do that, they've announced other movies that are going to straight to Disney Plus. There's no mention of it at all. So Yeah, they probably don't care about it. I know they don't care about it, but you would think with how much they've done reshoots and still we're planning to go to theaters, you wouldn't just put it in a vault somewhere. You would at least get right. some... I'm very curious as to what it is. I, I know, I really want to see it. I would actually even go to the theater for it. Even I think it might probably be bad. I'm so curious with... All the lore and everything behind, not even really lore, the stories and delays behind it to see if it was salvageable. Right. But uh, Black Widow is now slated for November 6th of 2020. The Eternals are coming out February 12th, 2021. Um, Shang Kai is coming out May 7th. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Oh, gee. <laughs> All right. May seventh, twenty twenty one. Another Spider Man, July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Doctor Strange, November fifth, twenty twenty one. Thor: Love and Thunder, February eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Um, and that's about as far as they have that I've seen now. I can't remember some of these original dates, but I also kind of wonder how hopeful they are for some of these for next year that aren't already shot. Because hmm. if they can't get in to film them this year, right. will they really be ready for next year? Yeah. I mean, obviously the the ones for, you know, 2022, Thor, Love, and Thunder, that's, you know... They can do that easy, but then again, does some other production with a uh, actor prevent them from starting a new date because they still have to finish up their last date? And will we have Superman mustache fiascos? <laughs> if not, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. We'll see, though. I guess. I mean, Marvel's not the the only one too. There's. Um, the other ones from uh, Disney as well that overall seen you know some of theirs that they were going to do uh, be changed Mulan was supposed to believe come out in May now it's slated for July 24th mm -hmm. um, I don't know like I said there's a there's a whole list of them. Free Guy was also supposed to be coming out. That's one that I want to see. It's not coming oh, out. Me till, too. It's not coming out till December. Ryan Reynolds had posted a 
a, a new clip from it just kind of tied the the people over. And in fact, uh, going into what some of the people in the real world have been doing, uh, Tom Holland posted a um, handstand t-shirt challenge. It's so dumb. <laughs> I, I learned Ryan about Reynolds it. Ryan Reynolds was like, no thanks. I, I learned about it last <laughs> night from one of my buddies who actually does gymnastics was saying how he was going to try to do it. And I was like, what's this? And then he sent me it of Tom Holland talking about trying to get them to, to do this. And yeah, Ryan Reynolds, uh, I would have at least loved to see him <laughs> try to do it. Just the look on his face though. That just, it's, that's all you need. He's just like, what the fuck kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal does it, though. Oh, I didn't see him do it. I know he said he was all down for it. I didn't see his yeah. video of doing it. Um, uh, the quarantine is not treating him well. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> he just looks like a normal guy. Instead of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> um... There's also some kind of cool things that people have been doing using their celebrity to try to spread the awareness of how serious this is. Um, Robert uh, England, uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, shared a PSA reminding people to wear wear your gloves, which uh, I thought was, was kind funny of... funny because he can't, right? What? I didn't watch the video. Of what him being Freddy Krueger can't wear gloves, right? No, he Freddy Krueger has his glove, his glove hand oh, with the. I'm thinking of Wolverine. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you're thinking of oh, popping the. Yeah, but Wolverine Wolverine's kind of immune, so I don't think he really needs to. I'm just, just mixing the two up. How do you mix the two up? I mean, not really, but just where the claws come from. Oh, okay, I get you. Um. A really cute one that people should look up. Uh, the Rock uh, was uh, singing "You're Welcome" to uh, wash his daughter's hands, Aww. and uh, kind of just started, you know, wrapping it, uh, a portion of it, to kind of go through the time and everything. And there's a couple other ones that, uh, again, it's great to see some of the. I don't know. Celebrities come out and do this. Uh, there was a meme that was going around of Clarissa, Clarissa explains it all, but it's crossed off, and it said Clarissa didn't explain this. Mm, she retweeted it, didn't she? She retweeted it and goes, "Sorry, guys. Uh, I guess I must have missed this one." <laughs> so again, and speaking about memes, Tiger King. Yeah. Now this isn't something we had normally talk about on this show because it really has nothing to do with anything we yes talk about. at all but wild ride the memes are everywhere like i've had friends go is this worth it because i've seen it and we're like yes it is it's a dumpster fire but also it's to amazing. understand all the memes going around you need to have watched it yeah and i will say it here first carol fucking baskins killed her husband <laughs> probably Epstein too <laughs> but uh, they are shooting another episode yes I saw that 
and it's supposed to come out uh they're saying soon like within the next week or two hmm. that is interesting because uh, i already thought it kind of wrapped up in a crazy neat little package i am curious more of what's going on i know that the sheriffs have reopened the case uh of carol's missing husband yeah i doubt well i feel like the world would have heard of it now so i'm Sure, the documentary uh, will not all of a sudden have an episode of that being resolved. But uh, I'm wondering what else could be in that world that uh, they have. It's just insane. The whole thing is insane. <laughs> it makes me feel really good about my life. <laughs> and, and the choices that you have made to not yeah. go that route? Yeah. Staying off meth? The same reason I watch Wife Swap. <laughs> So fucked up. So a couple things that are cool going on uh, online, kind of freebies. Uh, He-Man and She-Ra have uploaded all their, I mean, not them personally, but. uh, (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) You can watch all of those episodes on YouTube for free now. Oh, that's awesome. Just like G.I. Joe. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think there's. There's probably going to be some more uh, people doing that, especially the old school stuff where some of them are on Boomerang and some of, and Cartoon Network and stuff. Like, yeah, those are all Hasbro, though, right? These ones, yes. Yeah. But I'm saying, you know, there's some other people that could, and it'd be nice, especially old school stuff. Like, and I'm looking more at maybe some Hanna Barbera cartoons, like. Mm. There's some old Yogi Bear up, you know, stuff that people haven't seen in forever, but would probably consume because you've pretty much watched everything that you can by this point. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. There's an infinite amount of movies, so I don't think you can watch everything. Yeah, but I'm coming pretty close. Uh... (laughs) I bet you I could name, like, 20 movies you haven't seen. I'm not going to do it right now. Okay. I'll take that bet after. <laughs> they used to owe me used to owe me a six-pack of beer from Darth Vader from two, three years ago. I, what, what, what? I don't know. Do I owe you beer still? It was something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, it was the amount of time he was in Rogue One, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, some other freebies, uh, AMC is uh, The Walking Dead, this uh, newest 10th season. They're putting the, the first half of it uh, online streaming for free for everyone to watch. Hmm. So they need to get caught up. Uh, that's cool for them. Yeah, I think CBS is doing a free month of their streaming. So we well, can all watch Picard. That's, I mean, yeah, actually there is a lot of those places that are doing just a free month which is cool uh, you still gotta sign up and, and do all that I like yeah. pretty much some of the places that you can just go and just watch regardless I think um, Marvel Unlimited is offering a, a bunch of comics online for free I don't think you have to sign up either uh, yes since you mentioned that uh, Marvel Unlimited yeah. is their uh, online platform and they're giving a month for free as well. I do think you still have to sign up uh, 
for it with your email address so you have your access um, code, but... Yeah, but if you want these free comics, you don't have to sign up. There's like a whole section of their website that's free comics, doesn't require oh, trial so... subscriptions or payment information. Gotcha, so this is outside of a free month, it's just... Uh... Yeah, just oh. free comics. Well, that's cool. I think so. Catch up on some old stuff you've missed. Um, Charles Schultz has passed away for many years now, but the Peanuts still live on. And over at Peanuts.com, they are offering free lesson plans for for young kids uh, go, like that are stay at home. Because pretty much not every state is locked down, but pretty much every school in our nation has been locked right. down. And they're still continuing debate of what's going on with some things. I know my brother is a teacher, and he said they're going to probably start doing online lesson plans. Uh, however, with everyone pretty much being told they're moving on the next year anyways, it's going to kind of be up to you know parents and everything on our system if they're going to be doing these things. But for those with young ones where it's a little bit more, you know, you need face-to-face -face time with a teacher... Maybe mm -hmm. Snoopy and friends can help. So <clears throat> if you have young ones, they have lesson plans there to go over kind of developing young minds. And I find that pretty cool. If you're the teacher, do you have to talk like the adults in, in <laughs> uh, Peanuts? Like a trombone <laughs> or something? <whatever>. Yeah. <laughs> um, HBO is is releasing uh, 500 hours, I think they've been saying, of shows for people to watch for the next month. Is that on their new platform? No, their new platform hasn't come out yet, HBO Max, mm -hmm. but uh, all indication is that's still ready to... I mean, it's an online platform, so that can't really... They could just kind of flip some switches or however right. that works. But no... Um, Pretty much already started. Anyone without a subscription can, for free, start watching um, pretty That's much real. their show. Some shows that they're releasing. Um, the Wire is one of them. Sopranos, Barry, Veep, um, and a couple other ones that will also be included as well. I don't have the full list. I remember reading it uh, earlier in the week, but again. There's some more shows for people that are looking for something to watch. Yeah. And this one I'm kind of actually really looking forward to. Um, South by Southwest. It's a giant festival and they have some pretty cool uh, movies that are usually debuted there. Streamed more independent movies that... <laughs> Some that are pretty good could see some theatrical releases. Well, since South by Southwest is uh, canceled, what they're doing is setting up an online movie festival with Amazon. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you don't even need to ha own, have Amazon Prime. You just need to have an Amazon account, and which pretty much everyone should have at least an account when you order right. anything from Amazon. Um, they said they're looking at... Um, within about a month to have this, but they are right now getting people to that are movie makers that we're going to debut their films there to sign up. You know, obviously it's free, but they're going to, you know, 
give a small fee to them so that, you know, kind of however nor normal things work. Um, sure. And will be paid for, for streaming their films. But this will also be another cool avenue for, I don't know, new stuff to, uh, Heck yeah. to watch. And I so love independent movies. And I'm kind of uh, excited. I didn't realize this before. I don't really have much news beyond just hearing about it. But there's a new Animaniacs show being created. What? Yeah. Like I said. <laughs> That's amazing. I saw that. I didn't get much details. And again, you know, with it being in development. But it's like farther in development of getting voice actors and everything. That was the show that I loved. Oh, yeah. It was so freaking weird. Well, weird and memorable, at least some yeah. of the songs and everything. Pinky in the Brain. Mm -hmm. I think uh, anytime somebody says, what do you want to do today? Like, you can't help but think about that. <laughs> Take over the world? Mm-hmm. Do you For have sure. uh, anything interesting that you found? Um, no. Not really. There's a Humble Bundle happening right now, but I don't know if it'll still be going by the time this publishes. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> but I guess if we post this tomorrow and people listen to it tomorrow, uh, check out Humble Bundle. They're doing like a giant COVID-19 fundraiser, and you can get so much shit. Games, books, comic books, all kinds of fucking stuff. It's amazing. Oh, cool. So, if anything, you should at least check it out. So, uh, one thing that I want to touch on that has been... We've, we've even talked about it before, but it's gaining a lot more steam. Is, let's have, when this all blows over, a Marvel and DC crossover. Mm. And, like I said, there's, you know... A lot of people, uh, artists, people in the, the industry that want this to happen. Um, Gail Simone was a, was a big one that just started tweeting it, that started having other people retweeting uh, their thoughts and their takes on what they would want to see happen. And having the entire industry around this is, is great as a starting point. And although I think it'd be pretty awesome if it happened, uh, something that I was researching that I didn't even think of is it would have been a little bit easier when it was just DC and Marvel. But when you add Warner Brothers and Disney into the mix, I wonder how you know that could go. And and like I think it was Gail that had said, "Let's let's have the lawyers leave the room and let's just." Uh, <laughs> let's just talk about this amongst ourselves. Like, let's just make it happen. Why not? And right. seeing what some of, you know, some of that has been going on, um, you know, Thor and Wonder Woman, which some of these we've seen before in the past, but talking about different creators and what they'd want to do. Yeah. Um, and then other uh, artists and writers from the DC side saying, oh, I'd love to take a, you know, have this person come on in to, you know, what my story is. And so, let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you want your Marvel DC crossover to be 
hero versus hero or hero team up? I think a little bit of both. I mean, we've seen it in the past. There's been uh, multiple uh, and scarce, but still there has been multiple times that they have crossed over. I mean, going so back far to like 1982 when the X-Men and the Teen Titans crossed over. Um, we have seen Spider-Man and Superman team up. We've seen the Hulk and uh, Superman kind of again as most times happen they fight each other and then oh you're a good guy um justice league and avengers has been another one um we've had batman and captain america uh one that i didn't know which i want to pick up was galactus versus a uh, dark side uh the hunger it was a one shot where galactus was going to eat apocalypse hmm and uh, but I think the one that most people remember is straight up back in 1996, uh, DC versus Marvel Comics, mm -hmm. and what branched out of that was the Amalgam uh, Earth. Now, which is awesome. I was trying to find it, uh, and I think I got the correct Earth. But with everything Marvel. Marvel has their multiverse, and this is the stuff that I love. This is why I love these books, I think, a little bit more than most, is anything can happen in multiverse, and pretty much Marvel Zombies World, Age of Apocalypse, those are all their own universes, and even within Marvel, DC has their own designated Earth. The main Marvel universe is 616, but the, the DC uh, universe within... Marvel, I believe is, nope, the Amalgam Universe is 9602, so that happened right. in its own pocket universe, because uh, anything that happens has to be not within the main one. Um, Earth 3839 is another one that they've had uh, a crossover with, so again, these happened. I know in the DC Universe... Um, Earth 7 is what I found out. Multiversity kind of explained uh, a world of Marvels, which kind of had what looked like Marvel characters. So that's the closest that we'll get to them calling it that without truly getting into it. Earth right. uh, 7642. And again, these are all just random kind of numbers that they just use for any team up. But this kind of has more of the Superman versus Spider-Man and the Uncanny X-Men and Batman, Spider-Man, and, and all those other ones that typically went before. That's where Marvel kind of said, this is the, the world that those uh, happen in. But, uh, again, from the great DC versus uh, Marvel comics, which had readers and fans kind of pick some of the, the fights of who would win, which... I don't know. I think some fans don't know what they're talking about for some of the the way those fights were, but I still love the, the books. Came the Amalgam universe where they warped together, and then from that further, uh, a character named Access uh, was made, which is co-owned by both Marvel and DC. And his whole job was to split up the universe and to make sure that they never cross paths again. And he had a couple uh, 
mini series uh, about his adventures. And this is again back in the day when they kind of were getting along and there's kind of a comic slump. So they said, hey, let's do these together. But at the end of the last one, um, he pretty much was saying that, you know, he's going to make sure that no one can ever, you know, cross paths again. But Darkseid, you know, pretty much warns him that they will meet again. Yeah. So this is a perfect thing and how it could all happen. And I don't even care who wins what in the wars. I, I would just love to see some come together. We've seen, you know, Batman team up with Turtles, team up with uh, pretty much a lot of IDW characters, right. Power Rangers and stuff. And we've seen uh, back before Marvel owned Conan, like there's been many other crossovers with other publishers, but when it comes to DC and Marvel, it's one of those hope dreams. But I hope, but I dream. Yeah, it would be nice. What, uh, do you have any significant things that you could think of that you'd want to see people pitted against each other? I mean, they did mine already. Which is Wolverine and Lobo. That's the I only... wouldn't mind a rematch, though. Those are the <laughs> only two characters that you care about. No Phoenix well, versus... I mean, who's she going to fight? <laughs> There's no one on the DC side she can fight. I'm sure there is. She would whip everyone's ass. Maybe the Spectre? He's pretty much a god-powered person. Shazam. I mean, you could pit her against Superman. I mean, understandably, you know, the Phoenix is... is, But you also don't have to ever go Dark Phoenix and use all the the power. Well, that wouldn't be any fun. Or, what if they fought in the sun? Oh, that might be good. I'm already writing it myself. I know I, I, I would truly... I would truly love... The biggest one that came to mind was Quicksilver and The Flash. Oh, yeah. And I would see it more of, uh, you know, a small two-issue two arc, maybe. Maybe three. You know, you kind of have the, the sure, they start fighting each other. One thinks the other one's... Maybe The Flash thinks this is a evil, you know, Flash. Reverse Flash or something. Because he doesn't know who he is. And then the next one, you know, they find out they're not, you know, enemies. But then they start kind of <sighs> joshing with each other and being like, well, I'm quicker, I'm quicker. And then you just see the third book of them, you know, having speed races or who can build this, uh, you know, erector set quicker or whatever. Didn't they do this already? Those two? No. Yeah. I thought they did it in 96. That those two... Uh, the Flash can... versus Quicksilver? I'm very certain that those two have never... Uh, I think you're wrong. Well, why don't you look it up? I did. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, and it, and it happened? <laughs> yeah, in the 96 one. Here are, here are the 96 pairings. Aquaman versus Namor, which makes sense. Electro versus Catwoman, <clears throat> which is dumb. Flash versus Quicksilver. Flash one. Robin versus Jubilee. I guess we can know who won on that one. That one, that one I, <laughs> well, okay. Some of these I don't remember. Some of them I do though. I mean. Yeah. So, I'm kind of. Silver, Silver Surfer versus Green Lantern. 
That one I read because I love Silver Surfer. Thor versus Captain Marvel. Yep. But I think this is old Captain Marvel. Marvel, like the male Captain Marvel. No, there. Uh, that would be DC's Captain Marvel. Oh, which yeah, which yeah, that was yeah, a joke yeah, that yeah. Uh, that some of the artists and writers were putting out. Captain Marvel versus Captain Marvel. That would be hilarious. Why, well, sure, but Captain Marvel would win, and then another tweet was like, <laughs> no, because you would forget Captain Marvel would then have the upper hand, and they're like, you're true, true, but you forget Captain Marvel could come out of the... That would just be fun. <laughs> that would be a good one. What were some of the other ones, though? Um, Superman versus the Hulk. Okay. <clears throat> Superman won. Spider-Man versus Superboy. Although I'd like to see... Spider-Man versus Captain Marvel. Because they're both kind of funny. Um, Batman versus Captain America. I remember that one. Batman won. Wolverine versus Lobo. I remember that one. And Storm versus Wonder Woman. And I remember that one as well. Storm won. That's crazy. I think they need a rematch. Wonder Woman would kick her ass. Did you did you read any of these back then? Just the Wolverine versus Lobo. Okay. Cuz I didn't read it back then, I read it more recently. I think Cuz I love Lobo. Actually, I think a good book would be Thor. And like I said, they don't need to all be verses. Uh but I think Thor and Wonder Woman or just him in general landing on Themyscira would... Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yes. He's such a horny dog. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and having them pretty much put him in his place would turn him on even more. Oh, that would be great. Um... <laughs> I'm rated. <laughs> I feel like, uh... Who is, uh, Mr... Not, um... God, now I'm forgetting his name. Uh... Dude with the T on his face, uh, Mister Mr. No, Terrific. Yes, Mister Terrific. Um, I feel like him and Beast would be more. Well, actually, no, because you'd really need to do. Never mind. You'd have to have Mister Fantastic do it. Fantastic yeah, Four versus Beast? versus them. No, not. Be, I was just thinking of Beast being because I want to throw him in with another smart person. And that's right. the only person I was thinking. But then I'm like. No, it would definitely be better, Fantastic Four and the Terrifics, because that's what they are. Oh, sure. For sure. Uh, I don't know... Or Winter Soldier and any of the, the Bat Boys. The Bat Boys. The Robins. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Or, like, Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus two of the Robins. Or Nightwing and whoever's robin at the time yeah that would yeah nightwing she'd have wing and falcon and yeah i mean you gotta kind of sometimes go with the themes here a little bit and i do think yeah, robin versus jubilee is dumb that's a <laughs> weird pairing well that continued on that's what in the uh the access comic books when they going off from the amalgam universe she he was supposed to make the portals not ever happen again but then they kind of did a little bit um where she she was in love with uh robin and ah. wanted to go back and and see him and that was one of the hijinks of that 
Oh, um, coming from there. <laughs> now I do. I have to say, uh, for the amalgam universe, I think is more of what I would like to see the verses or the talking of because when they really combine them, they combined them in a in a good way that pretty much paired them up. Um, yeah. You have Superman and Captain America, which made Super Soldier. Uh, you have. Dark Claw was the coolest looking, and I did love that book, which was Wolverine and Batman. Mm -hmm. However, if I were going to have them meet, I would have Batman meet Iron Man. And then you can have Iron Bat. Well, no, I'm not even saying... I don't want these combined again, because we've already had that. I want to have them separate, but equally kind of fighting each other, like billionaire versus billionaire. Ah. And then yes, they could... non-powered person... Against non-powered person. Yeah, and then you could have uh, the man or the Mandalorian and Lex Luthor team up, and and he'll have the ten. Ooh, and the Mandalorian, Mandalorian. would what? The Mandalorian? Or um, the Mandarin. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Is what what I was picturing, but yeah, the 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 Mandarin. And, and and his ten rings, and when he <laughs> when he goes to, when the DC world is there, you have some sabotage behind Luther's back, who Luther would then have one of the one of the the rings, and even Luther will come and be a good guy because uh, the Mandarin wants to get all of the um, power rings. Mm. Because his rings don't work. So, I don't know. It writes itself. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Deadshot and Bullseye as Deadeye. Mm -hmm. Doctor Doomsday, which was Doctor Doom and Doomsday. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, the one that I think is the best is Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, Doctor Strange Fate. Yeah, and I. Again, it's three of them though, isn't it? It's Doctor Fate, Doctor Strange, and Xavier. Oh, I forgot Xavier was okay. I didn't know or remember that at least. I will say this though: I would love to see those two just meet because again, they didn't meet; they just merged together. Right. Um, so they didn't really get to. Um, the other one that I remember was uh, Skulk, Salmon Grundy, and Hulk. Oh, yeah, that would be weird. Or, and Spider-Boy was another one. I don't believe I picked up Skulk, but I picked up Spider-Boy, which was um, Superboy and uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So, again, <clears throat> I know this isn't the first time I've talked about this on this show, but it was a weird, wild ride, and I wanted to see it happen. It could be fun. I think it's what we need. Can you think of any other ones that you would think would be good? I think, I pun think they Punisher, need more ladies. Punisher and Deadshot would be good. Yeah, that is true. They should have more ladies. There's not a whole lot of lady stuff going on. Maybe Mira. Who would she Mira. be? Mira. Aquaman's girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. What's her name? Medusa. Okay. That would be interesting. Yeah, I am. It's the Battle of the Redheads. <laughs> no, 
that you're saying that, I, I realize DC is kind of lacking some women yeah. characters. They have them. They're like... They're just not... Most of them are low level. There's a lot more Marvel strong ladies. Oh, here's another one. Catwoman and Black Widow. Oh. Black Widow would kick her ass. That's not a fair pairing. Well, again, these are... <laughs> they don't all need to be fighting each other. <laughs> um, I don't know what Catwoman could do for a Black Widow. And like I said, these are these are some of the suggestions from some of the, the writers and artists. Um... Uh, Black Panther and Batman, that would be pretty good too. I mean, That'd he's be interesting. he's pretty much rich. You do Black Panther, do a a battle, and match Black Panther with. Oh wait, no, they're in the same universe. Never mind. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. Christos Gage <laughs> said, uh, "Fuck it." I know it'll never happen, but I called dibs on the post-plague Marvel DC crossover. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they could have the the zombie universes fight each other out and see. Oh, that would be weird and interesting. Miss Marvel um, and Raven, that could be good. Or Scarlet Witch and Raven. Like a full-powered Scarlet oh, Witch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Ha, ha. Rocket, <laughs> Raccoon, and Lobo. Oh, my God. <laughs> they would love each other, I think. I know. I think he'd be like, <laughs> Rocket would be talking about, like, want to see my gun, or I just stole this, and Lobo would be like, oh, I stole this. Oh, I stole this. <laughs> it would just be a big show-and-tell issue. <laughs> Yeah, or or uh, how many more uh, murders that they could could do? Yeah, all with space dolphins. Gotta well, have space dolphins. Well, they have space dolphins, and Marvel has space whales. It's true. So those could be <laughs> canon. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more talk of this, and maybe we'll come up with a few more. Uh, good pairings in the future but one that i know hasn't happened but the new gods and eternals i mean they pretty much are kirby's sameness in both worlds mm -hmm. that could even be a starting point too that would be a yeah. good starting point bringing yeah anyways uh oh and nova nova wasn't big back then no but Nova Corps and Green Lantern Corps? Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, for sure. That would be awesome. So, yeah. Um, they both have to um, investigate some sort of crazy celestial death. <laughs> Fabian <laughs> Nikiza uh, says Deadpool Deathstroke. Deadpool Sl Deathstroke. Slade versus Wade. Maybe. I don't know. Well, since he created Deadpool, I think that'd be a, a fun, yeah, fun take. And then I also saw two, which I also think would be a good pairing: Deadpool and Harley, just with the newest kind of Harley oh, yeah. iteration. That would be good. And maybe Deadpool falls in love with her at the end, and but you could do Gwenpool and and Harley. Ooh, 
That would be even more fun. That would be good. I don't know. The, the possibilities are endless. Uh, they are. People can search, like, just search DC versus Marvel, and the first things that will come up uh, right now are pretty much the news stories that people are talking about um, with all the creators wanting to get on board. And like I said, I could even see them just putting out there their own thoughts and mini stories of this, because like we said, we're going to be having a lot more time inside and mm -hmm. creators want to create, so maybe they'll kind of just share some stories that we never even thought of. Or maybe they're listening to this, and then we'll be like, that's a good story, Tony. I think they could put out uh, fan fiction. I think that is uh, free from copyright laws. Oh, for <laughs> sure. I mean, anyone, I we could write something and put it out there as such, especially since we're right. not making any money off it either. Yeah. Um, they just probably couldn't put a full-on book. They could probably do sketches and stuff. But... Sure. Um, all right. Uh, let's wrap up the show. Uh, you got booze in a book? I do. Um, I have an old book as well. It's not that old. From 2004. That's... What? That's not that old? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not talking, like, classic here. Not, like, from, like, the 60s or 70s. That's still pretty old. It is. It is. <laughs> It is. It's really good, though. Um, it's called Street Angel, and it's an independent book. Uh, originally, it came out in five issues. Uh, mainly today, you just get it in a trade. Um, it was written by Jim Rugg, and the art is by Brian Maruka. And it's basically this book about this homeless teenager named Jesse Sanchez. Her street name is Street Angel. Um, and she's just a normal teenage girl who's also, like, a badass ninja fighter. <laughs> and it's just a fun, violent, uh, crazy little book. So if you haven't read this, you should definitely pick it up. I would. Uh, it's a quick read. Like I said, it was originally only five issues. Um, super fun and good though. It's uh, full of independent comic goodness. And I am pairing that this week with batch number 37 from Nowhere in Particular. Why, again, why do you not want to tell <laughs> us what the brewery is? <laughs> um, so Nowhere in Particular is a brewery in Ohio. Um, but it's fun that that's her name. So, batch number 37 is a pomegranate cream sickle sour. Uh, so, it's sweet and sour, just like the character of this book. Plus, this is delicious. I'm drinking it right now. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. All I got is booze. I don't really have any good beers. Yeah. Uh, just as an FYI, people in the Grand Rapids area... Uh, the craft beer seller delivers. Oh, that's good to know. So if you need beer, you can order it online, and they'll deliver it right to your door. All right. Well, until next week, if uh, we're gonna have to pull some more long boxes to. That's okay. Review some I books. Got a couple. So I'll probably be picking some more recent ones that have been 
I don't know, kind of being loaded up to read later now that I got a free time. And probably more right. and they're mainly more independent books, which is also great because most of them are going to be starting off points and number ones. And if they if I have a couple issues of something, I can get through first story arc. But uh, listeners, if you have any uh, ones that you want us to talk about, let us know. For sure. Tweet us at DroneConComics or message us on Facebook. We're also at DroneConComics. You can email us at DroneConComics at gmail.com. And until <laughs> next week, stay thirsty for more Tiger King. Hehehehe. <laughs>